welcome to the Silver String Data Protection Podcast. Um, I'm here with Ben Hughes. Hello. And Steve Miller. Hi, Thomas. Good afternoon. So uh, Ben Hughes is our service delivery manager and works with a lot of customers day by day, making sure that we are delivering excellent quality service. And uh, Steve Miller is our chief technical officer, um, so has pretty much the deep dive into uh, the tech that we deal with and how we piece together solutions for people in their uh, in their infrastructure. Uh, I'm Thomas Cowley, uh, and I am the sales manager for new business at Silverstream. So we just wanted to talk a little bit today about why we should care about backups in the cloud, because as people go to the cloud with their apps in business and their storage and their servers, um, more and more people are inclined to just almost forget about the need for backup, which has been absolutely intrinsic to um, the day-to-day running of businesses all around the world for probably, I should think, 30 or 40 years more. So people just seem to be shutting this off in a lot of situations. And uh, I guess the question is really, why are they doing that? Steve, what's your experience with this? Hi, Thomas. Well, the first thing that people do, I think, when they're pushing their data into the cloud is they assume that it's somebody else's problem. So their data's in the cloud, their applications are in the cloud. I think they just assume that their backups are going to be taken care of. Um, And... You know, it entirely depends on what product you bought, what level of service you bought, what cloud it's in. You've, it's still your data. If you look at the small print, then it will absolutely tell you that it's your responsibility for the data and that you've got to keep on top of that yourselves. So you think people are making assumptions based on just what they expect in day-to-day business now? I know people are making assumptions. I don't think people are making assumptions. And, you, you know, you look at the default levels of service that you get from um, email applications in the cloud and you know we've, we've looked at this ourselves and we know that it will give you 30 days worth of backup so you'll be able to recall items from mailboxes going back 30 days and we have customers who want to keep that sort of legal hold on those mailboxes for up to seven years and that's something that you're absolutely not going to get by default and you can't assume that you're getting it by default because the point at which you need to get that item is too late. Ben, how many of our customers have you seen actually move to uh, things like Office 365 for email and what impact has that had on sort of data retention and how much data they're holding? Okay, so yeah, so um, recent experiences, probably I'd say around maybe 40-50% of customers um, are moving to things like Office 365 um, I know a recent experience when I was on a service review um, with a customer, um, they'd been keeping their um, exchange backups for probably, I think, between five and seven years, um, and they'd been doing that since we'd um, started the service relationship with them probably four or five years ago. Um, they've moved to Office 365, um, and I believe that they just think their, their data's safe in the cloud and that it's backed up, um, and they can recover you know, to any point in time when... Actually, as Steve just mentioned, um, it really is only 30 days, and I think possibly even 60 days, um, depending on the type of contract that you've bought. Um, so, you know, stuff really isn't being protected uh, as customers would expect it to be. So that's a big, big change from sort of, like you say, six or seven years down to 30 days. Um, and what sort of impact is that having on the storage that people are actually using? Well, 
And by I mean, what sort of volumes? Because obviously a lot of people will have either tape or disc on site, and when that goes off to the cloud, how much does that actually take out of what they've got on site? Yeah, well, it would hugely reduce, um, you know, the amount of data that they're backing up. Um, but I know for things like Office 365 um, and stuff that's getting backed up that way, you know, you, you're probably losing a... Um, you know, you're probably reducing your capacity footprint, but the problem is with things like Office 365, what you should really be thinking about um, is probably doing a, a backup copy to Spectrum Protect or, or other software um, so that you get that long-term retention or archiving, which is not what people are doing at the moment. So people are kind of... I mean, it's very much in common with the reduction in um, uh, budgets around IT. They're looking to make savings, but in terms of making savings, they're chopping off an awful lot of data that they're carrying around at the moment, and so actually losing the ability to roll back is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and also, um, you know, exchange for a lot of customers is very important um, data. So the fact that they can only recover 30 days is probably, you know... It's a big change and quite a large risk. So I guess there's a risk of just people just assuming that stuff is protected by default, which it sounds like we're we're, we're finding a lot of this. And... uh, I guess that the danger is going to be that at the point that they want to bring something back, they realise you just simply don't have it to bring back, and it's a very different situation to what it was previously. So I guess the next point is how easy can you get that data back, and um, when do people actually look to get that data back? Ben, how often do you actually get asked for things like mailbox restores by customers? Um not as frequently as we used to, um, because obviously the software's got better. Um, if I can think, probably probably maybe once a month. So it's not actually a very common thing that people are asking for, but I guess the risk is that it's one of those things where time will go on longer when they don't have protection before they actually ask to get stuff back. So they're at increased risk over a longer period of time. Um, of finding out that they simply can't get stuff back. Um, and it sounds like a daft, daft question to ask, Steve, but there's no way of getting stuff back if it isn't there, is there? No, I mean, ignorance is not really an acceptable defence. And ex- assuming that somebody else is going to look after it for you is, as far as I can see, um, the height of ignorance, really. Um, it's not just things like email. I mean, I know we've been talking about email, but if customers are moving either compute power into any form of cloud when you purchase that resource in the cloud there's always an option about protecting that data and just because there is a cost associated with protecting that data doesn't mean that you don't select it you've absolutely got to treat that data as critical to your business so it's almost like an opt-in yeah, and, and it pe- is. people don't like opt-ins because, of course, email marketing lists. If you opt-in, you're going to be deluged by rubbish. Whereas in this case, if you opt-in, you're probably going to be deluged by it. And safety, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing about that is that I know we've got quite a number of customers where we have moved them to the cloud, and their data is now protected, workloads and data protected in the cloud. And I know that some of them have actually compared the default option, that tick box, with the slightly more custom service that we offer, which is more managed. And we are actually coming out significantly cheaper. Wasn't there a telecoms customer that we got that uh, you guys did quite a bit of TCO, total cost of ownership on, Steve? We did. And the, um, the, 
basically when you when you purchase cloud services a lot of the time you end up buying loads and loads of different modules whereas if you've got an actual backup environment or a data protection environment as part of that cloud solution then you can instead of having to buy 10 chunks of something you can just buy one bigger chunk and you get the benefits of the scale but I think what we're saying is that you've got to absolutely consider data protection when you're moving to cloud you've got to consider data protection what your business requirements are and make sure that you factor that in so that you know that your data is protected and you know if you needed it how you'd get to that data hmm. Ben, where you've dealt with customers who have moved stuff to the cloud and then have tried to get stuff back, what's your experiences where they've discussed with you in terms of uh, how they've actually test recovered stuff? How well has that gone? Any idea? Um, no, not not too many customers actually doing um, a lot of uh, recovery testing. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that we offer with a managed service um, is, you know, some rec- recovery testing that we do based on some selected servers, but then also we um, we offer some automated recovery as well. But to be honest, as a whole, um, not a lot of customers are doing um, the type of recovery testing that you'd expect, um, especially for some of these applications and servers that are supposedly critical to the environment. And again, that's quite sort of... It, it's a risk-laden situation because people are sticking workloads out to to an environment they don't know and um, then they're not testing whether they can recover it. And I guess that is a very different situation to be in to the one that they've been in for the past maybe 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hmm. So I guess just kind of exploring that, um, and guys, I don't know whether there's anything else you want to bring in to sort of talk through on this, but uh, it feels like there are three key points there. Test, test, and test again. That's what I'd say. Have we? I agree. Uh, test, test, and test again. So, too. you know, historically, disaster recovery contracts, companies pretty much get a week every year or a week every six months to go and do some disaster recovery testing. The beauty of cloud is that you can spin workload up on demand as and when. So instead of taking six months or 12 months to learn the lessons from the previous DR test, if you have a DR test that is a complete disaster, for want of a better word, Aha. you can just uh, crack on and do another one a week later and try and make it better. So it does mean that you're not in that cycle where you, you have a DR test, it fails, and then you don't get a chance to put it right for another six months or 12 months. You can go off and do it again a couple of weeks later and fine-tune it until you do get it right. So... The benefit of having that data in the cloud is that you know you can recover it and you're in a much better position than you were before. So actually, although people aren't, they, there seems to be a bit of an assumption here and people don't always tick the box for enabling recovery and, and enabling the backups. Actually, when they move to that environment, they're in a lot better position to do the recoveries, which they should be doing, which they've probably been doing as a matter of course for the last many years. Absolutely. Fantastic. It's it's great news, but I guess it comes back to the risk of people making that assumption. So I guess, unless there's anything else, we'll just summarise. Ben? No, No. nothing else from me. No. Cool. Um, So looking at this, we've talked about the risk of people assuming things are protected by default quite a lot. Um, And I think when people move to cloud, there is the danger that they do this and that actually they put themselves in a position of increased risk to the business where previously they've had a very known situation and all of a sudden they're into an unknown space and they're at risk of making assumptions which are dangerous for the business in many many respects. Um, 
The other thing is making sure that you can actually get it back, understanding how easy it is to get data back. And if you've ticked the wrong option, if you do that quickly, then you're going to pretty soon find out you can't stuff get, get stuff back. And uh, you can make decisions on where you go with that. Um, and I guess the third thing out of this is that uh, ensure that you test recovery. And the great news is, as Steve outlined at the end there, um, really, if you are putting data into the cloud and you are putting data protection into the cloud, you can test that a lot more easily and uh, make sure you are in a position where you've minimized the risk and you are able to get your data back effectively when you need to. So um, I hope that's been useful to you guys really just exploring why we should care about backups in the cloud. Um, I think it makes it pretty clear that people do need to care about backups in the cloud. The question is, whereabouts are you in your cloud journey, your journey to cloud, which everyone seems to be on these days? And uh, have you properly considered the data protection in that environment to make sure that you do actually put yourselves in a position where you're able to get stuff back? Thank you very much for listening. This has been uh, the Silverstream Data Protection Show. Um, Back to you soon.